Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. So, how are we all? It's great to be back. It's great to see you all. It's great to be in a place that's not raining. Although it was raining here, I hear. Was it raining here for the last three weeks? It was raining where we were. It was raining, raining. Like really raining. Who cares, hey? We had a great time. But it's great to be back. And I know that you guys will have been blessed. Why don't we thank... We had Amanda, Tim and then Stu preach. So thank them. I know you will have been blessed by their messages. Now we are continuing our Faith Works series and Paul in two weeks is going to finish it. Um, So, you know, I don't know how many messages I've preached on faith in the last 30 years. It's a long time. That's a lot of messages on faith. It's, I don't think it's in the three digits. It could be. It's definitely in the two digits. And um, I have personally experienced mighty miracles Mighty, mighty miracles as I have exercised my faith and believed God. Paul and I have experienced mighty, mighty miracles as we've exercised our faith and believed God. When the doctor told us Zach would not walk, we exercised our faith and believed God. And Zach walks. Amen. I have also been disappointed, disappointed, it was very Australian, wasn't it? I've also been very disappointed. I have been disappointed by things that I believed God would do that didn't happen. Or they didn't happen in the time frame that I wanted them to happen. And I am still waiting on some things that I am believing God for that I thought should have happened by now. Timing is actually God's arena, not mine. That's what I've come to understand. Now, you may be able to relate to some of those things that I've mentioned today. And if you can, I have this little statement that I live by. And it's this. I would rather die believing God than still believing God than live contained and restricted by my doubts. That's the way I live. I would rather live and keep believing God than live this life on earth contained and restricted by my doubts. Because it's not, but but we need to understand that it's very normal to have doubts, but our doubts are there to help us see the current limits of our faith. And with God's help, we can do something about that. See, Mark 9, 24, the father, there's a story about a father who wanted his daughter to be healed. And he said this, the father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. You know, and that's me sometimes in life. I don't know if that's you as well. Our doubts can push us to move through them, the doubt, and to increase our faith with God's help. 
And I have observed over the years, over the many years that I've been following Christ, that some people respond in certain ways when things that they are believing for don't happen. Or when things take longer than they were hoping. Some people become cynical, and another word for cynical is doubtful. And they throw out the baby with the bathwater. This faith thing doesn't work. And I never want to let my disappointment to stop me from believing in and trusting in God and his goodness and his ability to do what he says he will do. Never. And I have walked beaches crying out to God and saying, but you promised, but you said. Abraham said this to God when he came in Genesis 15 and said, I'm going to bless you. And Abraham said, what good is your blessing, God, when you haven't given me what I asked for? That's what he said. What good's your blessing? You haven't given me a son. You promised the son and he's not here yet. And I have walked beaches and said, but you promised. But at the end of the day, where else am I going to go? I have to keep going and trusting and believing that he will do what he says he will do. Because where else can I go? Because he has the words of life. And he is life. So, what is faith? Faith is not a formula. I'm here to tell you today. Some of us who were around in the 80s and 90s could have believed that faith was a formula. You have to do A, B and C and then the rabbit will jump out of the hat. Do you remember that? I think this teaching on faith is incorrect and, and it's dangerous and it can breed selfishness and entitlement. I can have whatever I want. I just have to turn on my faith. And, you know, we tried that, and I'm embarrassed by some of the things. I'm not going to share them. Because my husband might... Paul will do that next, in a fortnight. It was all about us. It wasn't about God. The things that we were believing for. Faith is not a formula, and faith is not stupidity. You know, I'm just going to keep on believing. When God's actually giving you an out, and he's saying, here, do this, no. It's not stupidity. It's not presumption. And it's not always easy to know when to stand in faith and when to let something go. Has anyone found that? It's not always easy to know when God is asking me to keep going and to believe, or when it's just my emotions and my desires leading me. It's not always easy to know when if he's given me a promise or or when I'm just pushing through with my own agenda and not hearing clearly. I don't know if anyone else has struggled with that in their journey of faith. My observation 
Now, this is just my observation. As I read what the Bible tells us about faith and as I look at what I have seen play out over many years is that sometimes we can fall into presumption, get hurt, do dumb things in the name of having faith because we take the faith message and use it to serve our own plans rather than to serve what God is up to and his plan. James 4.3 says this, And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. It's just my observation. It's no condemnation but God, because God wants to bless us, but faith is not a formula and it's not stupidity. And as we look at the heroes of faith in Hebrews 11 and throughout the Bible, they took risks. They weren't stupid, they took risks, they obeyed, they fought, they waited, they persevered through the most difficult circumstances. They believed, they won, they overcame, they had victory. But it is God and his plan that is always the common denominator in the equation. It's God. It's not self-serving, it's God-serving. Because we're actually here to serve God, not us. Funny thing that. When the angel came to Mary and, you know, there was nothing self-serving. I mean, she carried Jesus. I mean, that is amazing. But there was a lot of sacrifice in that. And she said, be it done to me according to your will, according to your plan. And so I just mentioned a couple of things that faith is not. It's not a formula. It's not stupidity. But for the rest of this message, we're going to look and talk about what faith is. And I'm going to use some examples from that great chapter of faith in Hebrews 11. Three things. Living by faith is not passive in nature. And make no mistake, we are called to live by faith. As Christians, we are called to live by faith. Living by faith is front-footed living. It's accessing the supernatural and bringing it into this world. That's what living by faith is. And as believers in Christ, we are called to live that way. And I have found that sometimes I can stop, I can just sort of lose faith. Where did it go? It can leak, it can disappear. And maybe you find yourself there today. You're tired and weary of the fight of faith because faith is a fight. And I believe God wants to fill you today with faith again. And I'm going to pray for you at the end of this message and throughout this message. And I believe there will be an impartation of fresh faith today. Because the last two years have been big, haven't they? They've been big in so many ways. And and some people have maybe stepped back from living by faith into a, oh, well, whatever will be, will be. Oh, well, just a passive sort of thing. You know, when I, yeah. Hebrews 12 says this. Do you see what this means? All these pioneers who are blazing the way. All of these veterans, they're cheering you on. It means we, we, we better get on with it. Strip down, not all the way down. Keep your clothes on. Start running and never quit. No extra spiritual fat, no parasitic sins. Keep your eyes on Jesus who both began and finished this race. We want to finish the race, guys. 
study how he did it because he never lost sight of where he was headed. That exhilarating finish, line, yeah, finish in and with God. He could put up with anything along the way. Putting up with stuff along the way, Jesus did too. Cross, shame, whatever. And now he's there in the place of honour, right alongside God. When you find yourself flagging in your faith, go over that story again, item by item. That long litany of hostility he ploughed through, that will shoot adrenaline into your souls. Do you need some adrenaline? Not some hype. I don't want to give you hype. I want to remind you that we live by faith. As Christians, we live by faith. What is faith? Faith is foundational. Hebrews 11, 1 to 2 in the message says, the fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. It's the handle on what we can't see. The act of faith is what distinguished our ancestors and set them above the crowd. Faith in God is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. How about that? (laughs) And living by faith sets us apart. In the world today, living by faith is going to set you apart. Hebrews 11.6 says, It is impossible to please God apart from faith. And why? Because anyone who wants to approach God must believe both that he exists and that he cares enough to respond when we seek him. Faith is the starting point. Now, if you don't believe in God, obviously we're not going to have faith in God. But believing in God is the starting point. We don't stop with just believing in God. Oh, yeah, God's there. That's, that's, that's not where we stop. Faith says God exists, and so, and so, I'm going to seek him. And I believe when I seek God, he will respond to me. Do you believe that today, that God will respond to you when you seek him? If I reach out to him, he will answer. He will move on my behalf. He cares about me. That's part of faith. Why would we seek after someone who we don't believe is going to respond? I talk to Paul because he's going to respond to me. Why would we? We wouldn't. The foundation of faith is that God exists and he cares about me. He cares about you. So I'm going to believe that, that he will respond. He wants us to take him at his word, guys. God wants you to take him at his word. That's what he wants. By an act of faith, we're going to keep going down Hebrews 11. By an act of faith, Abel brought a better sacrifice to God than Cain. It was what he believed, not what he brought, that made the difference. Gosh, I find that interesting. Both Abel and Cain brought something to God. They both brought a sacrifice. The difference wasn't in what they brought. The difference was in what Abel believed because it's what we believe. It's our faith that makes the difference. 
Do not underestimate the importance of faith. So these three little points in the last part of this message, if you've been in church for any length of time, you will have heard them. But I'm going to remind you today. Faith informs the way we live. How? How does faith inform the the way we live? The first thing is that faith acts on what he says. Hebrews 11.7 By faith Noah built a ship in the middle of dry land. He was warned about something he couldn't see and acted on what he was told. Noah, I want you to build a ship. What's a ship? Here, I'll show you. Here are the plans of the ship. You need to build it because water is going to start falling from the sky. Really? Because that never happened before. And you and your family and the animals are going to have to live in the ship so you don't die. Gee, lucky Noah. It does sound crazy, doesn't it? Really, it does sound crazy. Because humanly speaking, it was. But it was part of God's plan, not Noah's plan. It was God's plan to save the world. And Noah acted on what God said, even though it didn't make sense. And faith does act on what God says, even when at times it doesn't make sense. That scripture I read at the beginning of Hebrews tells us that faith is our handle on what we can't see. Faith gives us something to hold on to when things don't make sense. God will ask us at times in our walk of faith to do something that may seem a little crazy, but will we act on what he says? On what he says. What did he say? What did he say? When I was 30, oh, and I was quite pregnant with Zach, we went to the hospital. Well, they called us to the hospital. Something happened anyway. We, I was there. I was very pregnant. They wanted me to have Zach. And pretty much because it was very convenient for the doctor at the time. And they knew that Zach had um, physical issues. And so they wanted. And, you know, Paul and I talked. We prayed. We discussed. And we really felt that, no, this was not the right time for Zach to be born. And so we didn't stay. They were not happy. We left. And a couple of weeks later, I had Zach. And the guy, the neurosurgeon, who was the person that wanted us to have Zach weeks earlier, he wasn't there anymore. He'd gone on a holiday. But we got this beaut new, young, amazing neurosurgeon who had just moved to Canberra from Sydney, who was absolutely, like, that was God's plan. Now, we acted on what God said, even though, you know, this is a very precious situation. This is your child. Is God asking you to do something that might not make sense, but he's asking you to have faith and do it? Father, I pray for courage right now for anyone who's in this room who's watching online who needs to have courage to act on what you have said in Jesus' name. Faith acts. Faith obeys when it doesn't have all the answers. 
we did that too with Zaki. Verse 8. By an act of faith, Abraham said yes to God, to God's call to travel to an unknown place that would become his home. When he left, he had no idea where he was going. It says yes when it doesn't have all the answers. Abraham got up and he moved where he didn't know where he was going to end up. That's unsettling. All of us control freaks find that unsettling. I don't even know where I'm going. You know, I think the journey of faith can look like that for every single person. That's the Christian walk at times. I don't know where you're taking me, God, but I trust you. When we were in Bible college, we had this great plan. It was our plan. To go to New York. Because C3 was starting a church in New York at that point. And we thought, yeah, we're going to New York. And then God said, well, actually, you're not going to New York. That was your plan. But my plan is a little bit different. I have other things for you to do. But while we're at it, you can give some money so someone else can go to New York. (laughs) Gee, really? That wasn't what I'd thought (laughs) was going to happen. God might ask you to do something and you don't really know where it's going to end up. It may be a new opportunity. It may be a new way of thinking. It may be to share your faith with someone in the office. It may be to pray for someone to be healed. It may be a new opportunity. Will you take a step of faith? Will you? Because the thing is, we always have a choice about whether we obey or not. Will we do what God asks us to do or not? Are you struggling with that at the moment? Can I encourage you that on the other side of your obedience, there is a promise fulfilled. Faith acts, faith obeys, and the last thing faith does, it does a whole heap of things, but for today, is faith believes. Faith believes even when it looks impossible. Verse 11 and 12, by faith, barren Sarah was able to become pregnant. Old woman as she was, thanks God, at the time, because she believed the one who made a promise would do what he said. That, that's how it happened, that from one man's dead and shriveled loins, there are now people numbering into the millions. Sarah was barren. She had a physical, medical issue. She was barren. And she was also beyond childbearing years. She had two things against her, both physical But she believed the one who made the promise would do what he said. And and I think, for me, I think this can be like a really tricky part of faith. When it looks impossible, when there's a physically looks impossible. Because, wow, wow. Because what we see can get right up in our face at times and mock us and say, you really think God is going to do that? Do you really think? I want to stand before you today and ask you, come up, um, Gareth, please. Has God made a promise to you? If he has, faith believes that he will do what he says.
And there are promises in this room. I, I can feel the weight of them. The promises. The heaviness in the waiting. In the something gets up into your face and says, do you really think God was going to do that? Promises yet unfulfilled. God, I want to pray right now. I want to stand with every person in this place who has a promise yet unfulfilled. God, I want to declare strength and courage into our spirits because I am one of those people. Strength and courage to stare down anything that wants to come and mock us and say, is God really? Will God really? Can God really? The answer is yes, He can. And not only yes, He can, but yes, He, he will do what He promised. And so, Father, right now I pray for every person, every person, that discouragement and disappointment would not, would not take them out of the walk of faith. You can trust His Word and His character. It may look impossible. You can trust his word and his character. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you in church again this weekend. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au.